0: Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you'll find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. Over the last couple of months, tomatoes and onions were in the news as their prices tended to rise. In particular, prices of tomatoes zoomed to Rs. 200 per kilo. Unfortunately, with many farmers, Opting to plant tomatoes, their prices have now dropped to below these five a kilo. Be it when the prices soared or now when they have plunged, the processing sector was seen as a solution from both. On the one hand, it can help consumers to have tomatoes at a reasonable price through cross items. On the other, it will help growers to get reasonable prices as food processors will pay them better prices. That brings focus on the India's food processing sector. India's food processing sector is one of the largest in the world and its output is expected to reach $535 million by 2025-26. Let me give you a glimpse of India's agri-processing sector. It makes up 18.8% of the GBA of agriculture and allied sector to the total economy. Its total share in employment is 12.3%. Its shares in exports is 10.4%. And because of this, the cropping intensity increases by at least 36%. To tell us more about India's food processing sector, its advantages, the drawbacks, and its prospects, we have with us Vicky Dodani, founder of AgriZ. So, welcome to Business Line's State of Economy podcast. Uh, we are now uh, going to take a look at the agri sector. A couple of months back, we had problems with tomato prices hitting a roof at uh, over 200 rupees. And then we are also had problems with on Now, how do you think the food processing sector can play a role where? On the one side, it can push grow uh, the customers from a very high price. The other side probably enter a better price for the grow.
1: So I think uh, uh, that's exactly the you know the situations with which uh, the processing in you know, the food processing can uh, help us avoid. So if you look at it, uh, you know, like we would have seen multiple instances where you know farmers just throw their produce on the road, saying that they are not able to even uh, you know get back the the cost they have you know put in. To, to get the cultivation and harvesting done right so typically what we have seen is that most of the uh, fruits and vegetables or what we call fnv or fresh Right for all these products there is a seasonality they are grown in specific you know months only and if somehow we are able to process these products right uh, during the harvesting time right and increase the shelf life of these products what it will result in is you know uh, lower food wastage At the same time, when the season is not there, when the harvesting season is not there, the same products in the process format, you know, uh, with higher shelf life can be used. You know, there are multiple examples that can be, you know, given here. So tomato, for example, is one one such example that you highlighted. So tomato, if I look at it, you know, today's uh, like because it's the season has started in some parts of the country, uh, it can be made available at about four to five rupees per kg today, right? And if we do a processing on it, you know, if we make a puree or paste of this uh, tomato, which is raw material, you know, uh, eight kgs of tomato, raw tomatoes will actually yield in one kg of tomato paste, right? So the method here that is being used is actually, you know, there are pulping units which can convert raw tomato into a more processed form, which is tomato paste keeping the nutrient value of these products intact in completely intact, and actually, you know, just increasing the shelf life, right? So that way, if I look at it, uh, this eight kg of tomato, if I even add, you know, uh, processing costs, packaging cost, and everything per kg of tomato paste can, you know, uh, be, uh, I would say, you know, can give me a, uh, one kg of uh, tomato paste and that the cost would be roughly 60, 65 up to 70 rupees. Now, you know, when the season is not there, we can use this tomato paste. And uh, I mean, a lot of this ketchup companies, you know, tomato ketchup companies, they, they procure this tomato paste for their further processing. But if we are able to, you know, store tomato paste in this format with higher shelf life, we can use this during the off season. And, you know, uh, you know, this can ensure both one farmer is not throwing the the produce on the roads and, you know, they're getting better, you know, output or better prices when they sell the products in the market. And at the same time, during the, during the off season, the rates do not actually touch the sky, right? So uh, we we are somehow safeguarded by both of these extreme situations. So
0: how important is the food processing sector for the development of agriculture in India, particularly when, you know, the government is saying that it wants to double the farmer's income. Sure.
1: It's a very valid point. And I think both these, you know, points such as uh, how does the food processing help and how do the farmers get, uh, you know, higher income, they both are interlinked. You know, if we compare compare the overall food processing, uh, you know, industry in India versus other countries, there is a major or a stark difference that we see, you know, uh, the overall food processing level in the country, which is, I mean, how do we calculate this? It is basically the weighted average of the entire agri produce, you know, uh, in the country uh for every product what is the level of processing if we do a weighted average of that we get to about 10 percent of the level of processing in the country now this 10 percent processing of agri products in India compared to let's say China which is where it's close to 40 percent and some of the Western economies where you know it is between sixty to eighty percent so what we see here is that, the overall level of food processing industry in India is very low. And there is a massive opportunity for India as a country to process more and more of products, right? And if we do that right, uh, what is going to happen is that India as a country would be connecting the global demand of processed agri and food products with the availability of raw agri products in the country. If we are able to connect both of them, what this will result in is, you know, as we discussed lower wastage and the higher income for the farmers. See, uh, it is possible that, you know, sometimes we don't see the impact of, uh, uh, you know, uh, let's say because of the inefficiency in the supply chain, we do not see the impact of, uh, you know, wastage in that specific cycle, in that specific harvest cycle. But this impact is somehow going to uh, come back to us either in the next cycle or in the subsequent cycles, right? So. That way, if I look at it, uh, I mean, just to summarize this, there is a massive opportunity for India to actually process more products because you take any product, uh, any agri product, India is in the top five list of you know the overall producer list across the globe. So there is a massive, uh, I would say, availability of you know raw agri products. There are underutilized capacities of food processing units in the country. If we merge both of them together, right? Uh, food processing farmers getting higher income as well as processors being able to process more and you know uh, increase their capacity utilization
0: the government and and, uh, all over the country experts have been talking about you know uh, the food processing sector it's important but how has the industry been shaping up particularly in the last few years and if we can go a little beyond say in the last two decades
1: sure so i think uh, if i look at it uh, uh, i think government from their the multiple schemes that they have rolled out over the time. Like if you ask me personally, I see a, a, a clear intent from the government to actually focus a lot on agri and food processing. Uh, and there are multiple schemes. I, I can just you know uh, uh, tell you about some of them, right? So for example, AIF, which is Agriculture Infrastructure Fund, or for that matter, there is a PMFME, the, the Prime Minister Formalization of Microprocessing enterprises in the country right so i think overall government is also you know keen on increasing the the food processing levels in the country you know trying to match with the global standards so uh, there is a clear cut intent there are some bottlenecks of course and you know uh, i think over the time uh, we would see massive you know ramp up uh, across solving these some of these challenges Uh, and I think what is also coming out over the last, uh, you know, two years or, or for that matter, the last uh, two decades. I think uh, there is a, a requirement from the consumers for, you know, more. I would say convenience food, more uh, processed form of uh, agri and food products, right? So the acceptance has increased for the uh, food products, and that's actually resulting in the back end supply chain getting ready for that, uh, you know, the massive demand that is available. I think one more uh thing which is of very importance uh for india as a country is to explore all the opportunities of uh you know increasing the uh processing of the product but also finding the international demand for that you know as i mentioned earlier that uh, india is among the top five producers across the globe for most of the agri and food products uh if we are able to find you know global demand where you know today for example china might, might be uh, you know exporting some of those products to other countries so uh, i i think that's where you know uh, like there is a there is an uh, you know opportunity for for india as a country to find global demand and then trying to match the quality standards that they need so how many
0: players are there in india in the food processing
1: oh, so i i think like uh, of course we have different estimates on the number of farmers uh, you know who are uh, present in the country. But I think if we talk about the food processing as an industry, there are two different kind of entities. Uh, you know, There is one uh, set of entities which are like registered with uh, the MOFPI, the Ministry of Food Processing Industry. And uh, this is about, uh, I would say, 41,000, 42,000. Uh, I think these are large-scale processing industries. And on the other hand, we also have NSSO data, which says that there are about 2.5 million unincorporated entities you know mostly proprietorship or partnership firms and mostly micro and small in nature right yeah so about i would say 2.5 million uh both the more organized entities and you know uh, the other set which is unorganized in nature so typically you would see that most of these processing industries either organized or unorganized ones they are actually located in clusters. So for every product types, you will see that there are specific clusters where these uh, entities are operating, right? And these clusters have been formed either looking at the availability of raw material in those uh, geographies, or the availability of ready-made demand in those geographies, right? So one of the two, mostly co-locating with the availability of raw material. What are
0: the prospects for the food processing sector? Particularly uh, with the government coming up with the one district
1: one product scheme. So as I mentioned, I think uh, you know O uh, D O P is again one such uh, thing in in our opinion. You know one such revolutionary uh, you know scheme which can help identify and you know uh, you know cultivate those c- clusters for for those specific kind of uh, product Right. I think overall, if I look at it, uh, the prospects for food processing industry look very bright. You know uh, with the entire and there are multiple macros if i look at it which are also helping here right so one of course you mentioned on uh, the government uh, schemes and multiple ways they have come up with you know mega food parks uh, we we talked about some of these schemes earlier uh, then there, there is uh, uh, you know the the pradhan mantri uh, kisan sampada yojana you know which helps in the not just the farmers but also the entire supply chain in terms of building infrastructure cold chain logistics and everything right so there is one very clear uh, i think uh, Uh, I would say initiative, set of initiative being taken from the government side. The other macros which are also helping us, right, uh, helping the country to develop more and more food processing is the entire anti-China or you know China plus one tailwind, which is helping uh, you know not just AgriZi but a lot of other exporters in finding out more buyers across the globe and trying to fulfill their you know, uh, uh requirements for agri and food products, right? So the ch- China plus one thing where some of the large buyers across the globe are trying to, uh, you know, set up at least one additional procurement cluster, right? And that is something which you have seen in multiple, uh, manufacturing industries. It is also applicable for agri and food processing. Apart from that, I think the entire, uh, you know, uh, the, the digitization of the entire supply chain, the, the telecom uh, revolution has actually helped us or the the tech startups to reach to very remote locations, right? And, uh, you know, uh, being able to connect these, to connect the second half of uh, the, uh, the country, which is still, which was still or erstwhile not connected to the, to the broad, uh, you know, I would say other half of the, uh, the ecosystem, right? So that's where, uh, you know, the entire digital revolution or the second or third generation of businessmen, coming into the agri and food industry i would say mo- most of these macros are actually uh, are good indicator for the entire food processing industry and sector in the india and, and that's why i mentioned earlier right that the prospect looks really bright uh,
0: what are the drawbacks you see in the food processing sector that you know that needs that need immediate aid?
1: i think uh, you know broadly if i look at it uh, there are some challenges with respect to uh, you know uh, the infrastructure that is available today in the country, right? So although uh, there is clear intention from government, uh, there are a lot of startups and a lot of, uh, you know, industries, uh, established industries of, uh, you know, companies which are coming up and trying to, uh, you know, get into agri-and-food industry and overall improve the, uh, you know, the entire back end, right from father till the consumer, entire backend. Uh, but uh, so there are some challenges with respect to infrastructure, which we need to, to solve for. Uh, which includes the entire logistics piece the, the cold chain logistics and all of that so that we even minimize the the wastage uh, i think the other thing here is uh, you know uh, like overall perception that we have as a country that processed food is bad right so uh, there are multiple ways how we can you know uh, process the product increase the shelf life at the same time we do not compromise with the nutrient and the correct nutrient values and the characteristics of the food products right So, uh, there are multiple such ways, Uh, we mentioned some of these examples like dehydration or drying or let's say, uh, you know, pulp manufacturing. Uh, There are so many such examples, right, where the the product does not lose its nutrient value. So, if we, you know, position it the correct way, right, uh, you know, actually informing all the consumers as well, that not every processed food product is bad in nature, right. So I think if we are able to change this perception and also, you know, create the the backend infrastructure that I talked about earlier, I think some of these drawbacks, if we solve, uh, you know, we are going to go a long way uh, in building the the food processing industry. in the country.
0: What would be your roadmap for the food processing sector, particularly from the farmers and the consumers point?
1: We have been from day one of our operation, you know, we have actually picked up uh, food processing as a... As a, you know, the entire industry or all the products and solutions that we are today building are actually targeted towards these MSME food processors, right? Uh, both, uh, both the founders actually, we come from a similar background. So we understand the, the pain points of the MSME food processor. So what we are essentially trying to do is build an entire stack, a full stack, uh, way of building business. Uh, the, the very first product category that we picked up for food processing was actually Fruits and vegetables, you know, uh, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, some of the examples where if we process fruits and vegetables, we reduce waste. We also, uh, you know, uh, we also keep the prices in check at the same time. We give farmers the, the best price for their produce. Right. So that's the reason why we picked up FNB. It has the highest wastage in the country, about 15 to 20%. So that was our first category. And over the time we have built more product categories, uh, from, uh, the buyers synergies point of view, you know, what all products they need. And we have built those product categories accordingly. I think the way we are looking at this is we want to transform India into a global food processing hub, right. We want to take our products to across the globe, right. About 10, 12% of our business today comes from exports. uh, And, uh, you know, we want to increase that over the time, but at the same time, you know, give back to the, uh, to, you know, making these food processors uh, globally competitive right and that will happen then only we can uh, you know compete with uh, global uh, agri and food processors right so some of these things uh you know is are what we are trying to do reduce wastage uh increase the efficiency in the supply chain make our agri food processors uh more globally compliant you know help them compete globally increase their capacity utilization and at the end actually the results of all of that you know increasing the utilization and efficiency in the supply chain results in uh you know uh, quality safe products for the consumers at the right price
0: uh thank you very much uh, mr vicky dodani it has been a very insightful interview with you and uh, you know there have been a lot of details and you've given us uh, a lot of how to look forward on the prospects of good processing. Uh, thank you very
1: much. Sure. Thanks. Thanks a lot, uh, Subramani, sir, uh, for your time and uh, for giving us this opportunity to interact with you and, you know, uh, share our perspective.